talking about passive and active income because as a student, you can begin to grow the passive income even before you start your work, yeah. you know. So it's money that you forget and just put somewhere. Welcome to The Voice Podcast, the podcast for students, by students at the St. Lawrence College, Kingston. And today with us, we have uh, Abimbola Kumulafe, who is uh, a student of St. Lawrence College, but also a fabulous finance coach and who has been in the banking and finance consulting industry for more than 25 years. And uh, you're here with us to talk about uh, personal finance management for students and also how to save how to earn money in non-conventional ways, and also how to invest that money. Even we, if we have a small budget, but you're lucky to have a lot, please give me some. And uh, we will gladly make that fluctuate a lot with the help of Abimbola today. And to guide me, we have a wonderful, magical Kiana, which you have seen on the last episode, giving you amazing essential tips. If you haven't watched it, go and watch it. It's wonderful tips, uh, and you will love it. Have a banter. And let's get started with a bit of uh, introduction yeah. about you, Abimbola. Thank you so much, Sean. I'm excited to be with you and Chana today. Um, this is what I like doing. I always I love opportunities to share my financial campaign story. And honestly, it's an excitement and an, a good honor that you are having me here today. I will be talking to students. I will share from my world of experience with students, but I also hope that uh, the faculty, the staff members, anybody in the St. Lawrence uh, community who watches whatever we do today would gain from this. Yes, and uh, Kiana, what, what do you expect to learn a bit today from this episode? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I feel like I'm coming into this with a really open mind, and I'm just yeah. excited to learn because as somebody who's in her first year, like I'm, I'm starting to realize money is hard to balance you know and there's so much i need to learn so i'm really excited and coming from that point which kiana just mentioned where to begin to build that strong foundation uh, a financial foundation for a student where do i start like i'm 18 uh 17 where do i start what are the good habits thank you sean um I like to share what I call the basic building blocks of financial education, uh, the basic building block of financial uh, fitness and financial freedom. Um, there are four things that I like to share with people. Uh, the first is intentionality and being deliberate. Uh, you know, you have to be intentional about it. You have to, you have to want to get financial freedom. You have to want to be financially fit. So that intentionality and um, deliberate um, effort on your part is very important. And then you also need to have a target, a financial target. How do you want to end up? You're talking about you just started college. You know, you just got in your, your first year. Where do you want to be in 12 months time financially? Where do you want to be in two years time, five years? And then when the retirement comes, how do you want to retire? So you have to have financial targets to guide you. And then uh, it's also important financial education, things like this that we're yeah. doing. You know, you have to learn about money. We talked about intentionality. You have to be deliberate about it. And you have to really want to, you know, have financial intelligence and financial education. And then the fourth one, the fourth of the building blocks is what I call the ESI model. You know, anybody that wants to have financial freedom, that wants to grow wealth, must 
have the understanding of the ESI model, in which case you have to learn to earn more, you have to, you know, you have to save better and you have to invest well. You know, that's, it's a very simple model, but it works. Oh, thank you. And uh, so now that we learned a bit like about the blocks that uh, you said are important for students to build on, what are some pitfalls that can lead to the crumble of those blocks? Thank students. you very much. Um, and I like that this conversation is targeted at students. But like I said, you know, after, st after your life as a student, you're going to be, you know, ex-student. So what we're discussing here today is also um, very valuable to people beyond the student life. Uh, talking about pitfalls, um, the most important one is to walk your financial journey. Every person has a different a financial journey, just like our faces are different. Uh, when you begin to walk another person's financial journey, it's a big pitfall. When I begin to want to buy assets the way Sean is buying, the way Kana is buying, or the way Dan is buying, then it's a problem. So you must have your own financial, you know, targets and walk your own financial journey. And I also like to warn students, you know, this is a credit society. You have to be very careful how you manage credit. Uh, debt is important. You know, you can grow wealth if you manage it very well. You can grow, you can grow wealth on the back of um, debt. Uh, but you need to be careful not to get sunk or sucked into, you know, indebtedness and credit card mismanagement. Uh, so, you know, I've talked about not working another person's journey, uh, credit card use and all of that. And there's another thing which can be a pitfall for students. People overlook budgeting. You overlook budgeting. But budgeting is a very, very important tool getting financial um, financial freedom and in you know acquiring wealth and I think uh, like it all starts with budgeting as you say it's underlooked and how do we start making a budget as to that that's a good one you have to know where your sources of income what, what where will you get funds from your income are you an allowance from your parents uh, I, you know, what you're making from a side job if you're working. So you must understand what you're earning, what, what you have at your disposal, and then also your expenses. So your budget will help you manage, uh, manage your um, income against your expenses and you're able to know, you know, your spending pattern. You know, if, if you don't work with a budget, um, you're just like a loose cannon. You get yeah. the money and it just goes in different, um, you know, directions. Um, you know, when I teach people and I talk about money, I say, if you don't know where the last dollar went to, the likelihood that you will know where the next dollar is going to is very low. Mm -hmm. So your budget will help you know where you're, where you're sending your money to. And honestly, it's, it's the most powerful tool to acquire financial freedom. And people overlook it a lot. How do we start uh, by a budget? How do we do that as a student? Yeah, so the first thing is to understand what a budget mm. is. And a budget is, you know, matching your income against your expenses, your okay. cash inflow against your cash outflow for a specific period. So mm. as a student, what are your sources of income? Uh, maybe your family would send, you know, fund you for those who are being funded by their family members. Uh, and then on the side you're working, those mm. are earnings, those are income, cash inflow. And then the student would decide, what am I going to spend on? In this particular period so if you're looking at a monthly budget or a weekly budget what's coming in for you on a weekly basis what are you expecting to spend and the the importance of budgeting in financial freedom and in wealth creation is that it helps you to be in control of your money mm -hmm. your money doesn't just come and go the way it likes you are in control you tell the money what you want it to do 
because you get it from you know on this hand and you know where it's going to on the other hand and then you know what surplus you have we'll get i'm sure we're going to talk about savings and investment down the road yes yeah so budgeting is very important and i think it's a simple thing that many students just overlook so uh as you said like many of us get allowances from our parents or we have a part-time job but also like uh, that income might not be enough for many students right now on campus and uh, what would be some opportunities uh, of making money in other ways that you would recommend to students yeah for students i would um like the students to understand what they're skilled at and what they're passionate about and look for opportunities for a service need or a product need around them uh in that you would see opportunity to make money um i know that the world is going you know digital and all of that so people who can um apply skills online are more likely to get side gigs and side jobs uh you know you can do freelance writing uh, editorial services um 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 remote um office assistance job mm -hmm. you know executives yeah. are looking for people all the time to help them and research you know even as a finance coach sometimes i have to deploy people to do some research for me and people make money so there are all, many ways especially in the creative um, mm -hmm. industry for people to make money and work you know a flexible timing which mm -hmm. which you know as students is required so i think those are some things that uh, students can look at um, yeah yeah totally Personally, for me, um, I well, I get some money from my parents, but I have my savings. But even then, I still want to keep making money, right? So I currently, am, I have like little side gigs. So I do UGC creating, so user-generated content, and that's me applying my skills um, as somebody who's in the AMC program, kind of applying what I'm learning and what I already have, like have learned. So. Yeah, so that's one of my side hustles and the things that I do, but there's so much opportunity, like even just some of the things you're listing. Like, I think that's easy yeah, to forget I, about. Yeah, I think like we said earlier on, it's been intentional and deliberate about it. Mm -hmm. Not not being satisfied and contented with, you know, what they're yeah. giving to me, you know, understanding exactly. the ESI model, which says, you know, I want to earn more. So, uh, mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm getting this allowance. I have this part-time job, but I really still want to do more. I still want to earn more. So what can I do? What? What am I talented in? What am I skilled in? What am I passionate, you know, uh, about photography? You know, it's a whole lot out there. You yeah. just need to be intentional about it. Yeah, for sure. And and how would you say, like, uh, for you, Kiana, like, uh, making usage content, yeah. is it a roadblock in your studies or is it more encouraging for you? Honestly, mm -hmm. like, it's not much of a roadblock. Like, it, mm -hmm. it's pretty, it's fairly easy. I enjoy it a mm -hmm. lot. And I yeah. it's, it's good because I can work on my own time right whenever i have a free moment i can do that and i haven't found it be an issue yet but maybe later in the school year when it gets heavier yeah. but as of right now no it's good and you can really work on your own hours which i which i love yeah yeah and now uh we did the e part let's get to the s which is saving let's say that uh we have a part-time job but we also get the allowance we now are doing a bit of what we are passionate about for a few hours per week and how do we save from what we earn? Yeah, the starting point to to saving well is um, financial discipline. 
Okay. You know, I did explain earlier on about budgeting. Okay. I'm not sure if we've talked about it here, but, you know, the 50-30-20 rule of budgeting, it's very critical and very, very important for students and anyone who listens to this conversation at some point. You know, 50% for your necessities, 30% for your, your, um, your wants, and 20% towards savings. And the people, you know, history, you know, experience and statistics shows that the people who save more, who are able to apply a lot of discipline and take out of the 30% of wants, they grow their wealth better. Because, and then when you're young, it's the best time to, you know, mm -hmm. make a lot of sacrifices and get your wealth base working, your money beginning to work for you. Mm -hmm. So in terms of savings, you need to be very, very disciplined. So yeah. financial discipline, understanding where you want to, you know, I mean, if you give up something, it's because you want, you need to understand what you're giving up and why you're giving it up and what you're expecting for what you're giving up. So um, in terms of savings, um, I would say that, and automation also helps, okay? You can give an instruction to your bankers and say every month, you know, before I even have access to it, take this point, you know, this amount off and save it for me. Yes. So automation is also important in savings. And um, uh, I think it's also important that uh, students uh, focus on emergency funds, okay? Because if you don't have emergency funds, then what you have saved up, you say you have your savings. Yes. When something mm -hmm. comes up, yeah. you go you go to it. But yeah. if you are saving, if you have a, a, a targeted saving scheme that you're involved in, like you're saving towards something, and then an emergency comes up, you're going to go to it if you don't have your emergency funds. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I actually, funny enough, I saw a video kind of about that um, the other day where it said you, you make an emergency fund not for if it happens for when it happens because it's going to happen mm -hmm, exactly so it's good to have and um as far as like savings go whenever when i did have a job currently don't but yeah. soon um i always took a percentage and put it into my savings like that was something i just it was really it was a hard like you have to do that you know so that definitely helped yeah. me a lot maybe so. just to add that yeah. you know, most people don't know mm -hmm. that um where the save that's the only bit out of what they've worked for that is theirs. Yeah. Every other thing you use to pay a bill. Yeah. Right? So you pay your bills, you you know, you settle all your subscriptions and everything. But when you leave something in savings, which you can translate to investments down the road, that's for you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So so like uh, let's take for example, let's take the scenario of me right now. So like uh, if I did it right. So as you know, I broke my glasses and I broke my MacBook at the same time. I do. Yeah. So I have a savings, but I don't have an emergency fund. I did it wrong, right? Yeah. So you had to break into your savings to settle yeah. all that. So, so it's right. important. And then maybe just to maybe maybe just to help, maybe maybe just to help emergency funds. Just at least three times your living expenses, three months living expenses, okay. not your salary. Three months living expenses should be in a savings account okay. and, and dedicated yeah. for emergencies. Right, okay. Yeah, and so what are some practical strategies that students can use to maximize their savings? Thank you very much. Um, you know, I, I believe that um, you need to leave as you're saving, you're working towards financial freedom, financial fitness, but you also need to leave. Mm -hmm. uh, so there must be a balance. Now, having said that, it's important to note that, you know, you can get discounts from bulk purchasing. Uh, I say to people, I love eating out. When my children were younger, it was always a treat. You know, working so hard as an accountant, it was always a benefit to take them out on weekends. Now, how much of that should you do as a student? Yeah. Learn to cook. 
you know you, you know yeah. you know when you cook you save a lot of money i yes. say to people when you go out sometimes you eat the price of a bag of rice in a meal so students must learn to cook students must learn to cook students you know ask for bulk ask for discounts but purchase things you know bulk wise you know uh, make sure that you know the you i talk about loyalty you know some people think you know i said there should be a balance right yeah uh, but i don't like leaving any penny on the table so if, if if a vendor says i'm entitled to some points for shopping with them i'll take those points Okay, I know people who don't believe in that, but I'll take those points. At some point, I might have mm -hmm. to go back into the pharmacy and I have $25 on my... Those yeah. are, those are ways, little ways of making money yeah. and saving. That's and they're true. very important Absolutely. for students. So, I mean, there's so many things See. that can be done, but I think, yeah. you know... I can testify to that, you know, uh, with a grocery uh, brand here in Canada, I accumulated like above $100 of points. Like, well, and I'm so happy, like, on some times where, like, oh, like, I think I'm going to use my points now. And I felt like, oh, so I'm keeping that $100 in my bank account, kind of. So, yeah. so it feels great. Yeah, true. And yeah, uh, I actually, yeah. every time I go into shoppers, so like PC Optimum, I've yeah. got those starter cards, but I haven't put in the effort to like do it. And I think I'm losing money there. So that's why we're talking about being yeah. deliberate and intentional. Yeah, so right. So remember it. you guys have inspired me. I'm going to yeah. set it up. I'm, glad. <laughs> I'm happy. So happy. <laughs> that, uh, and. Also, we have to keep in mind, like, the reality of students coming here, it's very limited income for each one of us. Mm -hmm. And uh, the biggest part which gets a lot of youngsters excited is investing money. So even with a limited income, let's assume, like, uh, 20 hours max at $15 is $1,200 per month, which is not a lot, considering the economic situation right now. So how... Should a college student consider starting investing with that amount of money? Thank you, Sean. You know, earlier on we talked about um, pitfalls, okay? Mm -hmm. I think one pitfall that everyone needs to understand, students and, you know, matured people, mm -hmm. whatever, is um, the fact that investing starts small. So you must learn to invest. It's, been about, it's all about being deliberate and intentional, like I said at the beginning. $100, compound it over time. You just forget it where it is and let it build and grow itself. I'm not sure I've been able to talk about uh, passive and active income here. We're in school, okay. we're studying, okay? Mm -hmm. We're in school, we're studying to become a project manager, to become um, a digital marketing expert, you know, a nurse or whatever. We, when we leave school, well, not everybody's a matured student like me, but when people leave school and they're working for the first time, they are going to earn active income. You right. have to work to get that income, okay? That's active income. Mm -hmm. But you see, financial freedom and wealth creation grows on passive income. Grows on passive income. The $100 that you're putting away monthly, the you know $1,000 that you're putting away quarterly, yeah. the money begins to multiply itself and grow itself. Right. You don't have to do anything actively. You don't have to run a business actively. Mm -hmm. That's passive income. Right. And so when we start out in life, we start with active income because we're in employment. We're working for people, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. But gradually you want to make sure that your your income moves from being active to passive and right, then okay. you understand what yeah, i'm talking yeah. about yeah. yeah see what you're putting down yeah. yeah cool so how how do you like so you say that as a student we we are right now in a phase of active incoming yeah because for for me like the biggest challenge a bit of script right now so you see a lot of uh TikTok videos saying like, oh, you need to invest this, you need to invest that. So is it like, and students, you know, 
we kind of we youngsters we have this impulsive we want that money here now and fast so they might fall into those traps and so that's another pitfall that we need to guide against um you cannot grow wealth in a haste and people that make um microwave money decisions they end up losing their money so we have to be very patient and very um i think the word is method methodical about it right and um you say students have very little access to funds how can yeah. they how can they invest mm-hmm. so what i'm trying to say is that students must invest no with little you can buy 100 dollars a portion of a stock yeah don't right? risk everything don't risk everything yeah. and then i started talking about passive and active income because as a student you can begin to grow the passive income even before you start your work Yeah. you know so it's money that you forget and just put somewhere mm-hmm. it's difficult but it's financial discipline it's sacrifice it's not going to the movies it's not buying the most expensive phone it's eating bringing your lunch for maybe three times a week and eating out just maybe two times in the college mm-hmm. so there are things you can do and it's a lot of sacrifice but you have to determine at the end of this month i want to save hundred dollars that i will invest yeah. in the right. capital market Oh, you know, in stocks. But just like you said, you know, like uh, saving, making those sacrifices to get that $100 to then invest it. So can you give examples of beginner-friendly investment which college students who are watching can explore? Beginner-friendly uh, investments. Uh, when I talk about investments with people I, you know, coach and, you know, mentor, I talk about the possibility of investing in three markets. So is it that you invest in a capital market, the money market or the real estate market? Now, uh students may not have the big, you know, enough funds to 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 put down equity and buy houses, you know, investment uh, properties. Um but you know, this conversation is also to sensitize people to what is possible down the road. So in terms of real estate market, they need to keep an eye on that. Now, talking about um capital market, they can buy shares. Okay, you can buy stocks, mm-hmm. you can buy shares. Um money market, I got a note from one of the, my bankers here in Canada, you know, this this week saying that um they were offering 5.03% on some savings if I can put it up to between 12 months and 18 months. Wow. Yeah? That's so with good. All the, yeah, that's good. With all the fluctuations there in the capital market. Yeah. So the money market wow. is attractive in that area. So fixed yeah. deposits. So it's it's all about being aware and being conscious. So mm-hmm. when you get such notifications from your bankers, you don't you know throw it away you read through it mm-hmm. and you look for an opportunity mm-hmm. so right. yeah there are many ways that students can invest if they have large sums you know if they want to start small investments is not it's something that's doable and actually um easily accessible you know we I'm, i'm not licensed to give um to give investment or financial advisory to people here in canada but i work with people i work with coaches i work with people uh who are financial analysts that i can you know guide people and mm-hmm. direct them to Um yeah. so I I think um the access is there for all students yeah, if you yeah, ask yeah. me. And they can contact you you know like through for your Instagram page Absolutely which is, which is finance coach today. Yeah, Instagram so, is so finance sure coach to today. Follow yeah. send a message to Abimbola like yeah. uh, she will gladly guide you to a financial analyst that can inform you uh, of yeah. some beginner friendly investments. Absolutely. So yeah. Absolutely. I have some finance coaches in Canada yeah. that you know that are my friends and they will guide you. And Kiana, where, where will you invest your first sh- stock? Yeah, I yeah, mean, in, 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 in <laughs> which brand, which company? Okay, here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm a Starbucks lover, right? 
So I don't know if I could invest in Starbucks, but if I could, then I'm technically making money every time I buy buy Starbucks. (laughs) Girl math, right? I like that. I like that. I like that. So So you invest where your heart is. Exactly, because I spend far too much money there, but then I can justify it. So do you have an iPhone? Do you have Apple? Would you buy Apple stuff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another. Definitely. Buy Apple Apple. Yeah, Apple, yeah. Starbucks. Apple. <laughs> so Definitely stuff. buy what you are. Yeah, you know, like, yeah I like that. And that's yeah. that's very key also in yeah. investing because you don't want to put your money uh, in what you're not happy about. Right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and uh, now let's move on to uh, money that we borrow because a lot of student education is funded through student loans. And a loan comes with interest Absolutely. and timely monthly payment, consistent payment. Yeah. How do we manage that effectively? You know, with a rush of studies, a part-time job, grants, assignment, research papers, everything. Sometimes we might forget. So how do we manage that? Some of the answers shown are already in the question that you put on the table. Um, you have to keep an eye on repayments. Okay, student loan, you have to keep an eye on repayments. Make sure that you don't default. Uh, sometimes things happen on the side and you just maybe want to get carried away and say, oh, I'm going to try and skip this um, uh, repayment. But bear in mind that when you skip such repayments, your credit is affected. Uh, I think for students, um, uh, managing the borrowing and debt is very critical because, um, like you say, it's a necessity for some who are not funded by their families and who must just go through education with that. But keeping an eye on it and being aware, okay, of changes out there in the industry, are rates going up or down, and negotiating if you have to renegotiate, depending on where mm-hmm. the facility or the loan um, came from. Um, I think your question is specific to loan uh, student loans, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think keeping an eye on it, making sure that you you know you you pay your installments when when due, and not being uh, um, unnecessarily burdened, mm-hmm. thinking I'm carrying a weight. You know, I think it's important to understand that it was a facility or a loan taking, you know, to add value to your life, which would yield something down the road. Uh, there's no point right. going with head bowed, you know, I graduated with this loan. When is it? It's it's going to happen. You just have yeah. to be uh, intentional. I think the key word today yeah. is intentional and deliberate, yeah. you know, about trying to pay it off. Uh, it, it shouldn't be a showstopper. You know, for a very long time, you know, ex- very, very long time, you know, I, I thank God for the privileged background that I have, but I used to think that borrowing was very bad. And, you know, I'm of the Christian faith, and so for a very long time, I used to think that borrowing was, you know, bad. Then I took up finance coaching in 2017, and I'm grateful to God that the first retirement, I retired well, okay? But I didn't retire well because I was conscious of the things to do. I was just fortunate. Now, borrowing is very essential for wealth creation. That's the point I'm making. Borrowing is very, very essential for wealth creation. But how you manage the borrowing and the debt is what matters. Mm -hmm. You know, when you come to school in in Canada, you know, you get, uh, I think, like a thousand naira. Most of the banks will give the students a thousand dollar credit, you know, credit card. How you use it is what determines whether you grow your credit rating or whether you get sunk into, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's it's been understanding how to manage you know the, the, the credit and using credit to grow wealth. That's mm-hmm. what matters. Yeah, so yeah. it's not a bad thing. I'm not gonna send a child to you know to Canada or send your sibling or anybody to school and say don't mm-hmm. take a credit card. No, take a credit card and be disciplined about it. Don't right. max it out. No, max it out. Maybe eighty percent. Mm-hmm. Then pay mm-hmm. it. You know, roll it over. You know. Gotcha. Having a good credit rating is unbeatable. I ah. you know I can speak from here to there. 
talking about what the benefit of having a good credit rating has done for me. So it's very critical. Yeah. Can you tell us, you know, like you, like uh, just we're going to move to credit uh, after that and tell us the benefits so that people really, because for many students who come, like they're not used to a credit score system mm -hmm. and they don't understand the value of it until it's at that moment they're, oh, this is what the credit... So can you tell us, like, why is it so important to have a good credit score? Thank you very much, Sean. It's very important. You know, I said earlier on that um, growing wealth from borrowing, it's very, you know, it's very critical. You, you, people need to have that understanding. Now, if you, if you don't build a good credit score, if you don't build a good credit score, then you miss out on opportunities. Um, you know, before I started schooling here, okay, before I started schooling here, I'd been visiting Canada for like five years. Okay. And I got the opportunity to get, you know, to open bank accounts, you know, and then the cards that I have, I was very disciplined about, you know, how I use it. And the banks themselves started offering me line of credit, you know. So if the point I'm making is if you are disciplined with your repayments, you have a thousand dollar card, you use it, you apply it well, they would give you opportunities to take more credits and you never know when it will come in useful. Okay. I'm, yeah. so I'm speaking to you now. I'm sending uh, someone to school on the basis of the personal line of credit I was given. I didn't know I would need it. Yeah? Yeah. I, to be honest, I wasn't going to take it when they were offering it because then I wasn't living here. I'm like, why are they yeah. offering it? But it's so good to have good credit rating because now the opportunity is there for someone to go to school yeah. who doesn't have a credit history here. The person can use that line of facility to go to school. So it's very important. You never know when you need it. Perhaps an opportunity comes from, you know, and there's an, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, it's a construction, uh, you know, property, you know, off, what is it called now? Is it off, uh, when you pay ahead of it, the word uh, escaped my mind now. And then you need to put ten or $20,000 down. If you have a good down payment, if you have yeah. a good credit rating, you can take an advance on your personal line of credit, okay? Yeah. Uh, you know, using credit card for that, the interest may be so high. But mm. if you have good credit rating, you know, it's, it's very important. And our students are graduating. And from today that they're in school, it's very important to pay attention to that. Because if you don't build up a good credit rating before you leave school, even when you start working with a fantastic job, opportunities will just go by and you can't um, key into that. That's what I think. That's yeah. what I think about credit rating. Yeah. Um, I actually, so I don't have a credit card yet. Yeah. I'm 17. Oh, you should get one. I'm 17. I, get, I would oh, have to can't get on to 18. So, okay. yes, Is that the rule here? Yeah. There's something, okay. I don't know, or you can, you can co-sign it. I don't know. For whatever reason, yeah. I don't have one yet. My birthday is in like two weeks. So I'll be getting one then. But is there any like advice for when you're starting off, like besides what you've already covered, to look for a good credit card or any tips for when you're just starting off? I would, I would say start first with the banks. Mm -hmm. That would be my recommendation. Start first with getting the cards that the banks are offering. Eventually, vendors and, um, you know, um, yeah, they're vendors, yeah, would begin to offer you their own cards. Right. But be very disciplined. Start with a bank and check, you know, your statements. Check your, the use of the card as well and check your statements as they come in, okay? okay. So that as, you know, the, um, debits are going to it, you're able to, sh you know, identify your own um, expenses because, again, people steal people's cards and, you know. Right. So you pay attention to it. I would recommend start with a bank. 
don't you know start with the bank before you start considering credit cards given by vendors you know i don't want to call names gotcha. you know what i mean yes yeah. no i know you mean <laughs> <laughs> so and then keep an eye make sure you monitor it you know yeah. get your statements you know online statements i don't subscribe for paper statements anymore because they're just there but online and then you know how schedule it in your calendar to check you know to check on your statements monthly credit is very good yeah. very very good to build very good you Thank need you. to build and uh, so how uh, do you, like, uh, what are some strategies, you know, to, like you say, we need to repair our credit in time. But sometimes, like for myself, for example, coming in, uh, my credit score remains just a flat line, kind of. So I don't see, I repay it in time. I do everything accordingly, but well, why doesn't it change? Like, why is that happening? Am I doing something wrong? So what are some good strategies to get that up? I think good strategies to get your credit rating up is first of all, utilize the credit card you've been given because it's, you know, it's also, there's, there's a flip side to it. Overusing it is bad, but not also using it. It's also a problem. So use your credit cards, uh, but make sure you don't use more than 80%. Pay, make your payments when, you know, when due. And um, uh, if you are already experiencing maybe, um, you like stalking it and you say you're okay. You just want it to be better. But mm -hmm. some people are already in too much of, you know, debt and they're mm -hmm. just struggling. Yeah. So, so it's now paycheck to paycheck. You can work with a mentor, work, no, a coach, get someone to guide you, decide on the, you know, debt repayment strategy you want to take mm -hmm. and, you know, apply the budgeting, you know, uh, tips that we talked about earlier on. Decide what you're going to allocate from the money that you're now making to settle the debt. And if you do have a lot of debts, Make sure you understand the debts. Make sure that you understand the interest rates and everything. And then pay the most expensive ones first. That's what I would say. Uh, but in, in order to get your credit up, I would say uh, use your credit cards. Make sure that you take, you know, you take loans, them, but repay the loans. Yeah. And I think, you know, like it all just sums to what you said earlier, the ESI model. I think we walk through that conversation talking about earning money. Uh, various strategies, how to save that money and how to invest it, mm -hmm. but also how to tackle those loans as well and credit, how to build back credit. So I think we covered a lot about the basic financial management for a student. But do you have any additional tips about uh, finance that we did not cover for college students? So now let's start uh, with some advice from our coach, like about some bad habits yeah. that me and Kiana <laughs> we have about spending money. Kiana, would you like to say? Sure, I yeah, I can start off. I mean, I mentioned it earlier, Starbucks. Uh, yeah. I spent a lot of money on, not even just Starbucks, but just going out. And I think that's something I need to work on. Um, like even here, I'm on the meal plan, but I still will go out and go out for dinner or do something with my friends. I know the judgment. I'm sorry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but just kind of for that experience, get out of the building, mm -hmm. get away. Um, so I definitely need to work on that, but like also just like buying the miscellaneous things like mm. clothes. Like I find that's a big rabbit hole. It's like, Oh, there's a new season. I have to buy all yeah. these new pieces. You don't, but I do. Yeah. That's so, big. So for what's me. your take on that coach? Yeah, we'll just come back to where we started from, you know, intentionality, being yeah. deliberate, and then yeah. uh, financial discipline. There's nothing wrong with spoiling yourself, but, yeah. you know, you can have a budget around it. 
it's not every 100%. new uh, you know design that you have to have you know yeah. and uh, i'm glad that you you know having the session you've been able to look in words and say no i can have uh, a meal plan and be eating out exactly Ooh, yeah someone's money is burning yeah. your parents <laughs> or your money is burning the yeah. meal plan is sitting there right that's true so um i i know it's a big you call it rabbit hole yeah mm. most people i said to you that you know some dinners are the cost of a full bag of rice you know yes. that's the simplest way to put it mm -hmm. so if you can cut down cut down on that you yeah. know so be intentional totally. about it so this week is only two times i'm gonna yeah yeah really you know I mean? yeah, yeah i'm definitely gonna work on that yeah. <laughs> sean needs to tell us his bad habits oh yeah, my bad habits sean. i'm the perfect person no i'm just kidding so one bad habit which i have right now i would say is i do have a budget but uh, that process of automation of saving sometimes it's not here and uh, for example i pay myself i go by the principle like i save my first 10 percent of my income bi-weekly income okay i put it into my savings account okay. Okay. but i think i'm not doing enough uh, okay. and i would like to know what should i do more uh, do you have to uh, manually make the transfer is that what you're saying yeah so you get paid and you manually make the transfer to your savings yeah. so you give your bank an instruction mm -hmm. you don't even know about it mm -hmm. As the money is hitting your account, you know, your savings has been yeah. you know, credited right away. Yeah. So that's the automation is very key because once it's taken, and that's also important about, you know, buying shares or investing into the future. Because you, once you, you know, lock it into the investment, it's not available for any freebies or whatever. So it's yeah. the same way, financial discipline and, and ta taking action. Yeah. yeah, so we were talking about like uh, credit card mistakes that I did. So, and uh, for me, it's like... Uh, you know, like spending it uh, there and then five days later repaying everything. So I didn't know that you should wait a little bit for like two to three weeks when you repay it before like your statement because it shows on your like have a statement balance to pay. So that was one of my mistakes, which I did. And also I think now I remember what we talk about. I was talking about paying myself as uh, like... Savings and yeah. So for me, I'm at that stage where I want to save more. Like, mm -hmm. and uh, with the income that I have, I would love to like have those 50, 30, 20, 20 in place. Yeah. So, so I would like to establish that in the long term. So, yeah. so this is the help which I would like to have. Yeah, I'll be happy to work yeah. with you, Sean. I'll be happy to work with you. Mm -hmm. I work with a lot of people. And maybe mm -hmm. one thing we haven't spoken about while talking to the students today mm -hmm. is um, um, the importance of students having um, accountability partners. You need to have an accountability partner, you know, when you, if you want to make financial progress. Someone who's going to ask you, hey, Sean, you said you're going to save $100 how, what happened, what's your statement looking like? Someone who you talk to about your money, your money, you know, mm -hmm. goals and your targets and everything. So I would say that every student should, you know, seek out to have someone. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there are people offering free mentoring services. And yeah. I think you have a project coming up where, yeah. where you know, coaching will be available for students free. And right? I was going to come to that. Did yeah. you know that we have a club which could really help you students uh, into getting better improvement into your lifestyle if you are facing some struggle big in terms of finance or you want to improve your fitness your communication skills we have a new club which is called the student lifestyle coaching club and this club is run by an all-star lineup of fabulous executive and time to reveal to you the lineup you have abimbola who will be your finance coach 
giving you financial guidance, volunteering her time. You have a chance to meet with an experienced financial coach who will give you tailor-made advice for you. So if you're hearing this, follow the page on Instagram, which is uh, SLC underscore coaching club on Instagram. You have it. The club, uh, if you want a lifestyle coach, well, the executive is me. So I created that club. So you're most welcome cool. to join. You want to spend time with yourself to improve yourself, then it's the program. It's the club. We have a four weeks program for you where we will guide you how to achieve that lifestyle goal. For example, you want to start building a healthy meal plan. Where do I start? So I will be there developing that program for you. Right. For four weeks and then from four weeks we will see uh to the semester how you progress and then till the end of it, it's baby steps and in addition of that we also have a buddy system because researchers have shown like 70 percent of people would have succeeded into having a healthy habit becoming a lifestyle if they had someone who was following almost the same pathway as them someone who they would be accountable for, someone who would they would be able to open and share their vulnerabilities throughout building those habits. So we have a tailor-made buddy system, which means that we are the one, as coaches, picking your buddy. It's not an algorithm like Tinder, uh, picking the person for you. No, we pick, yeah. and it's not a dating thing. No, it's a buddy <laughs> system. That means you want to learn how to cook vegan food, we will pair you with someone who knows how to cook vegan food. Right. You want someone who does training only, uh, who does only cardio, then we will pair you with someone who does only cardio training. So this is like that. We will pair you with the best person so that you can share your journey all together. So that's cool. it. Join the club. Uh, we also have a, an email which is called uh, student lifestyle coaching club at outlook.com. So I will put it right there. So yeah. You can get in contact with both of us about how to do that. So, yeah, that's basically it. Is there any point which I forgot to cover? Yeah, um, for the finance uh, coaching, um, we would be, you know, helping people also with the investments. Mm -hmm. uh, the finance coach may not do that, but we do have financial advisors and um, investment advisors that yeah. are already uh, working with us, collaborating, yeah. offering this help to the students. Hopefully, like, we, we have big plans for this club. We plan on hosting... Hopefully, oh, an, an event yeah. you know, oh, where so cool. okay. we would do like an uh, express clinic kind of way, like uh, a presentation about personal finance, yeah. fiat, the innovation, if we can. But it happens with you. So we need like hands, we need people who want to volunteer for that. Mm -hmm. So please do join. And what do you think, Kiana, of the creation of such a club? Yeah, I, I think that's awesome. I think I'm gonna have to sign up. Like yeah. <laughs> that seems that's nice. Yeah, you yeah. you've got you've got one person for sure. But Absolutely. I think that's awesome because you there's always room to learn Improve. new stuff. And Absolutely. I, I I think that's the big thing and you, you have to want it. And you've mentioned yeah. that so many times yeah. is that you, you really have to want to make money and True. save money and yeah. you know, do that. Yeah. So I think that's like a good first step. Yeah. And and so yeah, and uh, now we are going to close in, you know, uh, with Abimbola. Uh, what? How did you feel about coming today, sharing all this wealth of knowledge about personal finance with us? Yeah, thank you so much for you know hosting me. Um, I like it. It's a privilege. I love. It's something that I've started doing since 2017. I want to share my mistakes with people, 
I want people to learn from my mistakes so they can make less mistakes. Uh, and so coming here today, sharing with the students, um, I think it's a very good uh, opportunity. And I just want to say that it's one thing to share, you know, to have the information out there, uh, but it's also important for the students themselves to take action. Uh, you don't want to listen and not take the, get the benefits of the financial education you're getting so early. So taking action is very important. Um, and I also want to say that age is no barrier when it comes to financial fitness and financial freedom. It's good to start early. I was just having a conversation with her during the break. Mm -hmm. It's good to start early um, so you can make your mistakes early. You can, you know, the power of compounding and all of that. But if we have faculty members or staff of the college listening to this podcast, I think um, irrespective of the age, people should uh, want to make efforts to do things uh, better. Uh, financial education is key. It's a continuous thing. You don't listen and then you say you know it all. Uh, so that's all. I think it's a good one. I I think we've had a good conversation. Yeah, that's Thank a very powerful so message. How about you, Kenna? Yeah, Did I mean, you learn something new. Or oh, like, I learned so much new yeah. stuff. I have so many takeaways from this, yeah. and like honestly, like this is what I needed, you know. And it's it's inspiring me to go further with my money and try to work on my my habits and not eating out all the time and getting Starbucks every day. <laughs> so that's definitely inspiring. And I'm going to, you know, slowly build off that and hopefully that can take me far. It's good. Yeah. Nice to hear. Yeah. And most importantly, I hope you listening to this podcast, you've got amazing value in terms of where to start. If you're just starting to earn money, you're getting the best practices, you're armed, you're equipped with that. How to save, if you want to save more like me, I want to save more money. I think uh, Abimbola was very honest and thoughtful with her advice and investing. Like it's so intimidating. So hearing from a student podcast like about investment, it's not that intimidating. And I think hearing from our own voices, it will help you getting more comfortable getting into that stage of investment. And with that, uh, please uh, do let us know what the kind of content you would like us to cover in future episodes. Uh, our episodes are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also visual on YouTube. So make sure you watch uh, all of our previous episodes, like Kana was in the last one, mm -hmm. on Essentials. We also have a huge library of over hundreds of them. So please do watch all of it if you have time. And uh, thank you, thank you for your dear time to listening to this podcast because without you, it doesn't happen. So please, for all that support, give us a thumbs up. We would appreciate it and give us your comment, what you thought about it. And thank you to Dan also, who is our floor director <laughs> behind the screen and yeah. did a wonderful job for making this production so relaxed and entertaining for all of us. And with that, what can we wish students? Like, have an amazing week. Again at SLC, till you see us next week. Bye. Bye-bye.